Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Nice to have your company here on Sports Day and a big race day that uh, Will Schofield and I enjoyed uh, along with many of our other premiership players uh, which spans from 1992, 94, 2006, 2018 and that was the premiership in which uh, Will played in. So we're the bookends, mate. I played in 92. You played in 2018 at West Coast. It was a big day at the races, wasn't it? A couple of absolute legends, you and I, Carl. We're lucky to be there, probably you and I, but we we were there. That is a fact. We played in a team, mate, that got (laughs) the job done. I'll tell you what, a bloke who was part of a team on the weekend that got... Got the win in the big race. Australia's, in fact, the world's richest race. It's worth $15 million, $6 million to the winner. And the man that was aboard the winner, Giga Kick, is Craig Williams, and he joins us here on Sports Day. Craig, well done, mate. Congratulations. And, uh, gee, it was a big run. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty special horse. So um, it's nice to be on his back and, you know, he just can do those things. And what's quite remarkable about him, he's only ever having his – he's actually not even three – uh, his birth date is still two, but he's a three-year-old taking on these season horses at his fifth start, first time at 1,200 metres, first time going right-handed and taking on the world's best sprinters, and he actually beat them quite quite convincingly in the end. Five out of five, you're a long way back. What were you thinking when, uh, you know, you, you turned the corner because you, you had plenty of cover and you'd relaxed? Uh, what was going through your mind? I did that job well then. That's all right. Um, <laughs> The whole the whole strategy with um, that I had going into as a jockey and with his trainer Clayton Douglas was it was all about making sure that the horse you know got the first half right and we were really where he was going to be that we were really confident we thought we would be about midfield and the original part was to follow Hugh Bowman's horse who then lost and running who scratched the morning of the race then another horse came in Kemitari and I thought well that's fine it's just further back off us the way that they ride it usually it's further back and. And I thought we'd have uh, maybe the other three-year-olds from Melbourne behind us, um, the two Godolphin horses behind us, and and also the horse of horses that usually step slow and drew wide, so they didn't have too many options. And anyway, um, as it turned out, I, I was wrong again. And um, but I walked the track again throughout um, uh, race six. I had off, and Rodney Quinn helped me out as a valet. So I went out, walked the track, and Clayton was so happy with the horse. He just said, "This horse is thriving up here. We can trust him." And um, and then the horse basically did the rest. There was a line in the track that I wanted. There was two lines I wanted, and I was able to achieve one of them and helpful with a good barrier draw. And and then uh, we got the first half right, and when he uh, and he launched after he got up to what they call the rise, so about the 350-metre mark from the winning post, he really surged and he accelerated. And and then um, it wasn't until the 50 that we knew he had it, and then I started having that cheeky grin on my face. And I think, the, as my uncle said, he said, that smile says it all, and... You know, a horse to be able to have those two accelerations against that calibre of horse is just, you know, under race conditions, is just an amazing feeling for a jockey. Yeah, it was good to watch, Craig. What, what's what's the mindset for you as a jockey coming into a big race like that? Is it 
Is it different because it's a big race because there's a lot on the line or is it just same old, same old? Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's excitement. We, we love having crowds. We're same as you guys on the football field. We're entertainers. We're, we're you know, half the size of you guys, but probably <laughs> a third, one of your legs. But, um, <laughs> but we, we are invariably we are entertainers. So that's why you know we have night meetings. We, we race on weekends and we're there to entertain. And our, our partner is a 500-kilo thoroughbred racehorse that goes an average of 60 kilometres and hopefully, you know, it goes faster than 60, but and the rest don't go 60. So, But, he, you know, that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a, an animal that's, you know, really, really refinely bred, well-trained, well-educated, amazingly looked after, and they are the, the, the athletes, the, you know, they're the celebrities. We're, our job is just to negotiate their path and, and hopefully find the nurture the best out of them, you know, encourage them to go as, as fast and as best as they can go. And, you know, he, he doesn't need much encouragement, that's for sure. He was, he was just awesome. And, and, and again, it's just, it just gives you a great feeling, you know, to be, you know, to be driving and riding a horse like him is, is, is very special. It's a privilege to be a jockey that's, Good enough to you know not good not good enough not fair but to have a ride in that race um, because it's twelve it's now the richest turf race in the world and um, and and the way that's been promoted by Racing New South Wales now we're lucky you know Melbourne Cup's always the Melbourne Cup but because of the history and and now it's world targeted but this race has been going now the sixth year and it's amazing like you know to get to get to pack the stands in Sydney is amazing at any sporting venue they got over forty six thousand. So uh, it's great. And if they weren't there for the races, they were there for Peking Duck later on, which I found out was not food. It was actually a band. So it was great. Yeah. Hey, Craig, you've ridden for some of the biggest uh, owners in the world and some of the best stables in our country. And when you think about Clayton Douglas, he's a young trainer. He's only 27. Giga Kick's undefeated. He's a former jock himself. I think you're dabbling in a bit of training these days. But what does it do for a young bloke like him? When... um when we talked about it, I spoke to him. He's up here all week with a horse, and he, he actually just sent me a video. I've got a nine-second video of him in the in the truck, and uh, he's got the trophy, which is it's worth fifty-six thousand. But if he's got the owner's trophy, it's worth three four hundred and something thousand. I said, I think you get a few gallons of petrol out of that stuff if you want to sell it off. But he's uh, he, he's a rem- remarkable young man, and in, in regards to how many hoping he's licensed for a small amount of time, he, his story's amazing. He he started out as an unprofessional jockey. So he started out as a picnic rider, not in the professionals, as a picnic rider. He did really well there. Then he got his license for a jumping jockey. So they put jumps in front of him. Great horse and won our, our Grand National twice. And and he's also really accomplished as a flat rider. Then he turned to, to training. He hasn't been training for really long. But the way that he... Now, every good horse is not a given. They are developed and nurtured and, and brought along and... Look what he's done with his horse, Mike. He has just done such an amazing job. He, you know, I have that much confidence in him, and that gives me the easy decision why we follow this horse around because I believe in the horse and I believe in Clayton. He he's just he is the right person to make this horse the best horse he can possibly be, and he is exciting of of his ability. Craig, are we a chance to see you in Perth at all this uh, racing season? Well, I did get excited when you brought up a beautiful marsupial name called the Quokka. That was pretty exciting. <laughs> so that's your that's your guys' take on the Everest. It's in, but it's in I think it's in March next year. Right. But I, I've actually been I targeted a couple of horses from Melbourne to come across. Anyway, one of them won won 
Did it win the two? No, it ran, what did it run? It ran at Sandown and just got beaten the two rack the other day, so it's now not coming, so sorry. The other one I targeted ran second in Sydney the other day. I don't think they're coming over. And I had one more, and they said it's not coming. So at this stage, I haven't um, found the railway horse to, to come over. Um, I, um, I think Giga Kick, if he does, he'll have one more run, maybe at, maybe at Flemington, but that's all up to, up to Clayton to decide whichever way he wants to go. But um, if I can ever find, I, I love Perth. You guys have even um, you've enhanced your, your prize money as well. We can travel again, and um, you know I've had good success in Perth. So my manager and I are always looking forward to that. But you know it is it is really hard because there's so many options here. Um, I don't I don't want those those horses that think you can have an afterthought to come to Perth to be successful. You don't get in the playing ground because it's so competitive over there. You need to have a horse that's targeted for your big races in Perth. What does the road ahead look for you? Um, you know, of course, we've got the Melbourne Cup and we've got Derby Day down there in Victoria. But uh, what does it look like in the next couple of weeks as we lead up to the Melbourne Cup? Yeah, busy. Um, we've got um, breakfast with the best tomorrow morning, so Mooney Valley and Barrier Draws. Uh, Manic- uh, so we've got the Geelong Cup on Wednesday. We've got Macram for the two, um, JD and Will Hayes. Friday night is the Manicado Group 1 stakes, and I'm riding Bellini Patina, who I worked this morning. He's worked really, really well. And then on Saturday's the Cox Plate, Mr Brightside. And I've also got the um, Berkeley Square in the Vars, and all, you know, if, if Dan O'Sullivan, his trainer, decides to go to the Derby after that, then he's going to take a lot of beating, but he'd be really hard to beat on Saturday, you know, stepping up to 2,000 metres. And then on Sunday, I'm actually going to sail for the Sail Cup. So we fly down there, and there's a race down there that qualifies us for a $500,000 race on Oaks Day, which I won the, the the first running. I've won two of them, actually. It's been a really lucky race for me, and we usually find the horse from that meeting at Sail. So it's um, it's not so much the, the race at Sail, but it's it, you need to qualify for that race at Flemington. I think I've, my manager's really sorted me out a great horse, which the owner's been amazing. 10% of the horse's prize money goes to my wife and our project in saving lives in Ukraine. So, um, so I'm really looking forward, and it means a lot to us. So we'll have the we'll have the um, the support of the Ukrainian people on our side when we go to sail, and then hopefully onto Oaks Day at Flemington. Then I'm riding for Clayton Douglas, uh, her her, her uh for OTI in the Bendigo Cup on the Wednesday, and I think I might have another ride for uh, Gavin Benchgood. And then, um, and then prepare for Derby Day into Melbourne Cup Day on Tuesday, uh, onto Oaks Day on the Thursday, and then obviously now it's now called Champion Stakes Day, where we've got um, three championship races: twelve hundred metres, sixteen hundred metres, and two thousand. And um, TAB has bought all the rights for think It's called TAB um, Champions Day, so it's very lucrative and um, and it's a really exciting time of the year for for people in the thoroughbred racing industry in Victoria. Absolutely. Uh, it is uh, the grand final of racing in this country. Now, out of all of what you've just rolled through, do you, do you have a favourite out of all of this, mate, or do they all just sort of like blend into one? Yeah, well, it was, it was sad this morning because um, I know I only had another five hours sleep so I had to get up and ride work early. And it was only four degrees. Like, you love Melbourne, don't you? Get back from Sydney and at least it wasn't raining. And you go to work and it was four degrees. Like I said to Clayton, I said, don't be in a rush to come home. It's bloody freezing anyway. Uh, <laughs> he's coming home anyway. And, but, um, and, uh, and, and it's good. But it's that time of year. It's so exciting. The horses are... You know they've dropped all the coat. They they look like they 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 look like they're dressed to impress. 
and they're you know, quality animals. And uh, my manager's done really well to get me some really nice rides going into a lot of the big races. I've got Hugh Yamal for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott in the Melbourne Cup. So looks like I've got a couple of trips out to Werribee. Werribee's good if you don't have to ride. Like, they've got a great bakery there. So after they give you your, like, your mandatory two-and-a-half-minute shower and you must use soap and clean your nails and you've got all the rules and regulations through quarantine, then and they've got a dirty side and a clean side. And I thought, it just sounds really bizarre. But anyway, um, it's, my wife says, geez, you, you come home from track work smelling lovely. So there's <laughs> <laughs> like 14 bottles of, um, of soap and conditioner and shampoo in the in the quarantine facilities, and you come out and, anyway, smell like roses. So, And then you've got the bakery on the way home. So it's, it is exciting to get down to Werribee for that. But don't go on, on a Sunday because all you're going to do is ride a horse because the bakery closes on a Sunday. So it's not the idea to ride work on a Sunday. <laughs> I've heard that one now. Hey, mate, it's a pleasure to have you uh, on our radio station. Uh, we've got to get to a break, mate. That's how commercial radio works. Uh, but uh, love your work. Keep it up and good luck for the rest of uh, what is going to be a really exciting time ahead. Take care. Thanks, guys. I hope to get over to Perth for your carnival. Yep, so do I. We love to see you here. The Pinnacles, just around the corner too, railway stakes, and there is a number of other $1.5 million races to be won. And let's hope that we do see Craig Williams racing here in our market. We need a clearer commitment. On the other side, come back and tell you what's coming up after the 7 o'clock news next here on Sports Day. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.